Welcome to episode 100 of the Wheel of Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 8, 9, and 10 of The Fires of Heaven, Over the Border, A Signal, and Figs and Mice. Enjoy! Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to season five, episode six. And this is a big episode for us because it is our centennial episode. Woo! Episode 100. Uh, yeah, we Yay. Been, yeah, we've been doing this long enough to actually have 100 episodes now, which is crazy. And you people uh, keep listening. Yeah, absolutely insane. Um, yeah, so it's going to be a fun one tonight. We're opening this up to all. So if you're listening to this later next week, just remember, normally our recordings are for patrons only, but occasionally we do open it up for everyone, for anyone. But if you do want to listen to us weekly live, which there's a lot more you gets edited out, um, such as pre-episode stuff and then banter in between, um, join our Patreon. Um, so it starts at a dollar and you get access to the live stuff. And once Ian gets back from deployment, I am actually thinking of actually changing some format when we do the open to all thing, but we'll talk about that once uh, Ian and Chris and I have a chance to talk about it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, assuming Lord. they ever let me come home, <laughs> assume, assuming Ian ever gets to come home. Um, so let's move into some housekeeping things. Uh, Patreons, uh, we have no new Patreons this week, um, which is fine by me actually, because this is more and more of a chance that I get to save some money and not get a tattoo at Jordan Con. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, if you guys, I've already created 20 accounts and I've got 20 bucks, bro. So oh, it's going to happen. <laughs> so, so yourself. If, if, so if you want to sandbag and wait till after April to be a patron, I'm fine by that. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're fine with that. Uh. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, also give a shout out to our top tier patron every single week. we got to shout him out. Let's get old David Ooh, Russell. David! Yeah, David. David. Yeah. So Love you, man. Big shout out to David. Uh, thank you so much for all the support you have for us and everyone else that is a supporter. We love you all as well. So. Um, some statistics, um, you know, it is our hundredth episode. So I want to give some fun statistics that we have. Um, you know, I haven't done this one. I don't think, which I went and looked and see what was our highest listened to episode, which is our actually second episode because the first one's like our introduction one. So there's a lot of people skip that, you know, like the little 15 minutes, like this is who we are. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so most people listen to our first episode and then like a lot of people drop off. Cause they're like, what's this crap? Cause back then we had <laughs> really crappy recordings. So, yeah, we, we I think we lose a lot of people. Just Did that change? <laughs> no, we, well, we got we got mics now. You know, things have gotten a little better. That's uh, true. You know, that's back, true. Back, the first episode, if you remember, it was like I had to go back and re-record all of my audio because yeah. we had so much echo. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it was so horrible. Bad. So our, <laughs> I, I've, I've actually, you know what I'm going to do? So if, if you go back and listen to the first episode, let's say, oh, give me two weeks. So like in two weeks, 
give me that much time. It might be tomorrow. It might be in two weeks. But I'm going to go back and record a segment and add it to our first episode as a, like, hey, this is Alan from the future. Just stick with us. This is not the audio for all the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> it gets better. It gets like, better. add that disclaimer in the beginning for anybody that finds our podcast. Like, what's this crap? And then for us, listen to another episode. So, but anyway, so idea. it is our highest listened to episode. And we've had over 8,500 people, individuals, wow. uh, listen to that particular episode. Um, so That's insane. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty big number. Um, you know, I mean, we're, people are working through our podcast. There are new listeners we have that are in various stages because I can look and see what episodes are being listened to each week. So there's people in different stages of it. Of course, there's a lot of people that are caught up. But, um, you know, we, we, we enjoy anybody that finds our podcast and starts from the beginning. So this is us at 100 saying thank you for everyone that stuck with us through all 100 of us, 100 episodes of us uh, being us. Yeah, seriously, we appreciate <laughs> yeah, th- it. Thank you, truly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's flattering. We can be hard yeah, pills it, to swallow sometimes. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> and one thing that yeah, and one thing that Chris and Ian asked me to do as well is uh, is go back to our roots. I know when we first started, we were like really excited when we had new countries, and like I kind of dropped doing that because, like, I don't know, I don't know why I stopped, but yeah. So he asked me to try to find a new country that we have in the last few weeks. So uh, we've had listeners from Aruba and North Macedonia and China and Bolivia. So. Lots of new countries, but let's give a shout out to Aruba. I've been Ooh, there personally. Aruba. Uh, yeah. Aruba, I, I, Jamaica. Jamaica. Ooh, I want to take it to Bermuda, Bahama. Yeah. That's my favorite Muppet song. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> we, yeah. We, we, took a, we took a family vacation actually to Aruba a few years ago. And, uh, it, it was actually not the best thing to do for a family vacation. Mm. I wish I was. Yeah. It would be more fun if I went with my friends or just with my wife, but like with my whole family. It was interesting. <laughs> but it was fun. Yeah. It's fun parts. Aruba's a nice, a nice place. Cool place. Yeah, cool place. Uh, yeah, you can you can see Venezuela actually on a nice clear day from Aruba. So it's That's like cool. Right there. Yeah. Awesome. Really, really far down south. So cool. So um, also, let's see if there's anything else before I move into personal life uh, giveaways. There's no ones planned now, but because this is our hundredth episode, I do want to do a giveaway. So yes. So we are going to do a giveaway, and because if anybody follows us on Twitter. Or is on our Discord and knows that we are recording tonight and are lucky enough to be here on time. Uh, we're just going to pick someone that's listening to us live right now to win. Um, Drum roll. So what do you win? Let's let's talk about that first to see what the prize might be. Um, well, first, can someone count how many minus us? How many people are in, in, in live Yeah, right sure. Yeah. Well, so while someone's counting, I'll do the prize. So the prize is going to be anything you want. So... Either one item of merch of your choice, or I'll even throw in what we often what we often give away, a hardcover copy of any Wheel of Time book. It's one one or the other. So either pick a book, or pick a merch item, whatever you want. Uh, you can go to our our, our merch uh, store. You can find links at thewheelreads.com. Anybody who's listening live right now, and uh, one of you guys is about to win, and uh, yeah, so you just tell me what you want, and I'll send it to you. What you really really want. Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. So how many people is it? 14. 14 people listening live right now. So I'll go to random.org and generate a random number. Uh, tell me what you want, what you really, really and want. And it's number number five. So one, two, three, four. Not counting us. So it actually ends up being Delusions of Grendel. Congratulations, Delusions. Hey. Hey. Delusions. Delusions wins. Yeah. Random, but yay, Delusions. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Delicious. I know you already have some of our merch, and 
books, but if you want more books or other merch, let me know, and I'll send it to you. Or if you're feeling so, really generous, we can give your thing away <laughs> later on in the show. Yeah. <laughs> right, yep, true. Yeah. That's, yeah. So congratulations to Illusions. Uh, of course, she's been on our podcast before. We, Happy 100. We, we love DOG. The, the OG DOG. So. <laughs> awesome. She's fantastic. Yes. So we love you all. Yeah. So also we have no guests next week, but the week after that, we have confirmed a guest for not next week, but the week after coming on. And that is going to be North Harbor podcast. It's two girls hmm. um, mm-hmm. that, that, that they North, do the North Harbor. Harbor podcast. Ooh. So they're going to come on in two weeks. I like the North Harbor. So kind of excited about that. So yeah, they're, they're going to be a lot of fun. Um, and then also the last thing, last announcement. I know there's a lot of announcements. It's the 100th episode. There's tons of stuff going on. Lots of stuff happened this week. We did finally hear back from JordanCon. We do have our official media passes. Um, working on details as far as if that means more giveaways we can do. And I'll talk about details later in future episodes if that's true. But, um, yeah, so we got media passes for JordanCon. So what week times. is that, by the way? I forgot to put it in my calendar. It's like the 20-something. It's the, Whatever weekend's the 20-something. So oh, like we're so second. official. 22nd? Yeah. Something like that? Okay, we'll go with that. It's on my calendar. 23rd. Yeah. 22nd's the Friday. Gotcha. That 22nd's when So it I'm going to have this media pass. I also need to wear a shirt that lets everybody know that I actually don't know anything. Like, well, I don't want people yeah. to see the media pass and be like, oh, clearly, subject matter expert. Let me talk to him. I'm going to be like, mm, I actually don't know anything. That's all you have to do. To we have to all just buy Will Reed shirts. They'll be like, oh, that's, that's, that's a Christian. Yeah, they close. have no idea what's going <laughs> yeah, they, on. They are yeah. lost in the well, sauce. You, 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 on your on your badge, on your badge, I think you can get like a ribbon that doesn't hate you as a first time reader, so people don't spell stuff. So what we should yeah, do good, good. is get shirts that say "first time reader" on book blank chapter blank. And then, oh, yeah. Or, or maybe what I'll do is I'll just get burlap bags for Chris and Ian and just lead them around blind throughout the entire convention. That would be the smartest thing the to time. do. Yeah. <laughs> just just, just leave your muffs on and everything. Hmm. Exactly. That'd be fun. Exactly. We'll have a safe uh, word. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Our safe object. You know, I'm a little sad. You know, <laughs> that's right. I here tonight that I was just expecting to be here. Zul. Hmm. Oh yeah. Zul's been with us since day one. Zul. Zul. Well, hey, this is the hundredth episode, and we are still giving a shout out to her. We love you, Zul. Yeah. We love all of our we original you, listeners. I know you're listening. But we definitely love. We love Zul. She will. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Big big hugs anyway. from Wisconsin. <laughs> and from Virginia and North Carolina now. Yeah. So personal life, let's move into that. So, um, let's see what, what's, what's going on in my life. Um, I got my booster shot the other day. So that was fun. Oh, yeah. uh, booster. my booster, um, de-decorating from Christmas did that last weekend. Um, we're having a kid soon. So everything's just getting ready for a kid. So we're just, yeah, <laughs> moving furniture around and, getting the house ready there's not really much going on in my life right now because because everything's on pretty much hold we're we're five weeks away guys that's so, crazy we just talked from, from about you, like about you guys getting pregnant again and now you're talking about five weeks away <sighs> yeah so we're kind of we're kind of in that 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 crunch zone where nothing else is happening time right now keeps on slipping 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 into the future, future. <laughs> So since I don't have much to report on in personal life, what's going on with you guys? Being redacted. Well, I got redacted, a laundry redacted. list. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll be quick about it, though. So um, like I said before, did a weekend with the girlfriend here. It was absolutely amazing. Uh, not just 
I mean, it was great seeing her, but having a break from the routine here for four days was wonderful. Uh, Lacrosse, small little town, but still a lot of fun, especially, I mean, I was surprised. Middle of the winter here, it's freezing cold, but in their downtown area, a lot of little restaurants, bars, and whatnot. So, you know, we checked out a few places each day, lounged around in the hotel quite a bit, uh, and yeah, just had a really good time. So it was a great visit. And even with this mobilization, and we just started dating last March, so we're not even quite a year yet. Uh, a lot of good conversations, still talking a lot about the future and starting to have conversations about bringing those futures together, you know, so all very positive, super excited about that. Um, mm. What else? I may have mentioned before I, I got orders for this mobilization, there were some frustrations with my job and the agency I was working for. So since I've been out here, I've applied to a couple of different others. I have an interview tomorrow and I have an interview next Friday for two different positions, both in the Hampton Roads area. Uh, both would be um, not a higher uh, GS level, but um, just transferring into agencies I've worked for in the past and know how they operate. So it, it would be a very positive move. Uh, so fingers crossed on that. Hopefully one of them hits and yeah. And there's so and there's also like a bunch of rumors. I know I'm orders for a full year, but there's rumors that we'll be back like in the March time frame. Uh, hopefully that's the case because I'd love to go to Jordacon and, of course, be back to see the kids and girlfriend and all that jazz. So fingers are crossed. Hopefully those rumors come true and, and I'm back sooner rather than later. That would be awesome. Um, personal life for me then. Uh, was supposed to go to Jamaica this past weekend. Um, before you can leave the country, you have to have a COVID test. Signed up for a COVID test and was canceled. Why? Because they did not have enough people at the CVS because everybody's sick. So then I got one through the StarMed, which is the state, and it took them a week and a half to get back to me. So never got my test, lost my money, which really sucks. Um, <clears throat> it's like the worst of the worst tends to happen when I'm like, oh, it'll be okay. Like, no, don't buy the insurance. We'll be fine. And then, boom, something like this happens where no fault of our own, we couldn't go. But probably best that we didn't go because, you know, a really close friend of mine got COVID and I hung out with him the day before, or yeah, the day before he was supposed to leave. So then like four and a half days later, I'm sick, not claiming I had COVID, but, um, it definitely felt like what everybody else described. And I'm still on the recovery side of that, um, being mm -hmm. able to sleep comfortably, being able to breathe without pains in my chest, um, Nusinex is my new god because it's definitely been super helpful. Um, other than that, you know, I actually still took my vacation time and lounged at the house because I wasn't feeling well and watching just some random TV shows and reading other books and just kind of enjoying time with Chanel as we, you know, are in that less than a year phase away from the wedding and she got her wedding dress in, so she's going to get that tomorrow, so she's excited about that. And then, like, the, the reality is coming, like, to the forefront. Like, we really need to get on top of this because, you know, it's it's right around the corner. <laughs> and I kind of took a huge backseat to everything because once I decide to put my mind to something, I can be very forceful. And that doesn't always work in a relationship, especially when you have to, you know, have conversations with her father outside of the wedding itself. So, yeah, I, I that has definitely been off of my docket as of late, but I'm slowly putting it back on. So 
gearing up for that. And then lastly, it's been really fun listening to Chanel read through The Wheel of Time because as she reads, she has questions and she's asking me questions. And I'm like, I want to answer that. But then that would give too much away. So mm. read and find out. <laughs> yeah. And how close is she now? She's almost you mentioned done before she's two. been reading, but yeah, she's cruising. Yeah, she's almost through book two. Her insight, like she's better with the insight than we are, hands down. Like the questions that she asked, the things that she observed, the comments she was making. Like we were, you know, on par with where she's at. But then there's that extra added layer of, well, what if? Or how about this? Or I'm like, I'm not going to answer that because... We weren't allowed to know that, so why should you get to know that? So, but yeah, that's great. It's it's really fun. Awesome, cool, cool, cool. All right, are you guys ready to jump right into this? Let's go. Let's do it. Two feet. All Let's right. Go. Let me get my my notes up. That way, I can actually know what I'm doing. All right. So, moving on to chapter eight, over the border, and our symbol is the white cloak, sunburst. The Inquisition. It's the Inquisition yeah. symbol. It's the Inquisition. Hmm. Yep. So I think last week we, we, we spoiled it for you guys, but, you know, you thought over the border meant Rand leaving <laughs> the ways. But no, no, the first line. We're, we're, we're back with Nynaeve and Elaine, and they're, they're leaving Tanchico. So, you know, leaving those beautiful beaches, not tanning so much anymore, to head over towards Amadicia. Which is just another nation that borders Tanchico, more to the east. So. And when we discuss borders here, we have to put an asterisk on it because they might be moving. Maybe they didn't move. I don't know. That's in flux. Yeah. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they're talking about, you know, they wish they had taken a ship to Tyr. Um, they're kind of just complaining about how long it's going to take them just to go by land. And, yeah, the wagon's just kind of moving along. And that's how we start. So um, thoughts about this opening scene. <laughs> I had the question. So there's not much going on here, right? Um, but I was thinking to myself, did they actually accomplish their mission or the task that, that the Amberlins set them out to to achieve? Like, yeah, they, they got this object that they think the Black Aja were after. And maybe they can use it for their own benefit in the future. But, like, was, weren't they tasked with finding the Black Aja, exposing them, maybe capturing them, whatever? Like, now we're running away from the Black Aja. When did we shift our mission? I don't know if their mission was necessarily to capture them because it's 13 full sisters. So I think that would be kind of yeah. silly That's to uh, like, capture them. I think they're supposed to find them and then, you know, and then come, what? Ba- come back report, See, I guess. Yeah. See, for me, I took it as a reconnaissance mission as well. Okay. I guess that makes sense. Why would the Amberlin make him, like, try and take down these full sisters? But either way, we're now leaving where we knew the Black Aja were. So, I mean, whatever. I'm overthinking Mm -hmm. it, I'm sure. And they certainly got something I mean, with great reason, though. If you think about where... Agreed. But I think they're leaving with great reason. Like, before they were just dealing with black aja and yes they were after 13 but they didn't specifically know if they would come across 13 now mm-hmm. they're dealing with um what is her name again starts with the m 
Morgidian? Is that right? No. Morgedian. Morgedian. I always say it wrong. Yeah, like the spider. Yeah. Like they're no longer just dealing with some black Aja. They're dealing with the Forsaken. So the best thing for them to do is to leave. And I mean, that's where we kind of start is with this internal struggle that we see Nynaeve having. She's like, you know, I'm gaining in strength, but I still have my limitations because I can't channel without anger. Mm-hmm. Like Elaine, Elaine could deal with bandits and things on the road was one of her thoughts, but she couldn't necessarily deal with the 13 or definitely not one of the Forsaken herself because though her power too is great, it's nowhere near as good as Nynaeve's. And Nynaeve, you know, though she manhandled um, or Gideon, she definitely, had she been caught off guard, would have lost. Mm-hmm. So we, we yeah. see this huge internal struggle, struggle and we see the awkwardness that she's going through because she's always considered herself a woman full of herself, full in of herself. And now she feels like she's a less than person because she can't do what she needs to do to yeah, win. She has limitations. Mm-hmm. And up to this point, we've really seen no progress on that front with Nynaeve. Um, so mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess I'm kind of curious, how does she overcome that? I don't really have any good theories, but boy, it certainly needs to happen. Hopefully, sure. you know, in the last few books, we're, we're not still working with a naive that doesn't have full control of her powers. So I just don't see where like the money she can find the time. Is, my secret is yeah. I'm always angry. And you also can't discount the seal as well. I mean, the seals to the Dark One's prison are important, and finding that kind of supersedes anything oh, else. Oh, yeah. So getting that back to Tarvala and to the Amberlin is super important. Um, that's true because you don't want that falling in the wrong hands because that can unleash the dark one and that would be bad (laughs) (laughs) yeah so you know wait so where exactly where where are they heading what's their end goal right now they're leaving Tanchico going Torvalon oh that's that's their plan well they're well they're trying to go to Tyr then then get a riverboat up to Torvalon that's right yeah yeah. so So Tyr first that's what I was thinking and then yeah right because there's no rivers from there. Otherwise, they would have to go around, and they could hire sea folk. But they talk about that as well. That they should have done that, but they didn't. And here's where, here we are. So yeah, so yeah, so um, you know, at, at this point, uh, you do get some interaction with Tom as well. Uh, you know, Nynaeve climbs into the front of the wagon and tells Tom uh, they can slow down now. You know, they're out of Tanchico. You know, they're past the brigands. We don't have to go as fast anymore. Um, and, and at this point, they're. I think this is when they see a white cloak patrol, right? Yeah. Yeah. So right after this, they yeah. see, they see the white cloak patrol, which, you know, always means good things, right? If we know anything about white cloaks, <sighs> running into white cloaks is always the best thing to happen. I mean, you're, you're skipping a whole important piece of thing here. Go back. We have that please. whole thing about Elaine and Tom. You see Nynaeve yeah. having this observation, like Elaine is just like all over Tom and, why would she do that? And why would she be all over this older man? And he's nothing but a puffed up gleeman. And she's from the house of, I'm going to pronounce it wrong. Trakin. And the Trakin. heir of Andor. Like she shouldn't have herself fawning all over this old man. And there's even the statement like she, he, he's old enough to be her father. Like she could be his daughter. And like, that's something that, we hypothesized a long time ago. So there's still a lot in my mind, at least pointing in that direction, like the thoughts, even outwardly spoken. And she flat out, well, Tom's not my father. My father is yada, 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 some important prince somewhere in the world. But I think 
that Tom really may be her papa. And so that's why yeah, he's so taken to her. Part of me thinks that. But that makes all of this weird because the way she's acting, you know, at first it was like, I got the feeling she thought of him more as a father figure type relationship, right? And But I don't know. Some of these other interactions and the way she's looking at him and everything, I'm like, does she have like romantic feels for this guy like what's going on there i mean what what kind yeah, of fantasy i mean is we see a little, we... those mustaches <laughs> who wants a mustache right <laughs> i mean I, we definitely see some of that come out I'm, I'm right there with you like she definitely has these ideas but you know there still could be a connection that he knows about and that's why he's treating her fatherly Right, and you know, sure, you know, girls tend to go after men like their dad. So why not yeah. just go? It just feels a little awkward right source. now. <laughs> yeah. right. From the reader perspective, mm. it's awkward. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely, and that's maybe why I skimmed over it. But uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but naive, naive is sickened by by Elaine's affection towards Tom. It, then we get to white cloaks, which are another people to be sickened over sometimes, I guess. Boo, white cloaks, boo, boo. white cloaks, boo. <laughs> yep, so uh, they run into a, a, a white cloak patrol and end up talking to the leader of it. And let's talk about this scene. The leader was very rude. Oh, sure, for white cloaks. But, I mean, he could have been worse. But by well. white cloak standard, he could have been worse. You know, it's all about perspective. As far as white cloaks go, it wasn't horrible of an interaction, I don't think. Okay. Uh, especially when Elaine chimed in. Like, there was enough reason for him to be like, screw it, open up everything, we want to see everything, or nope, we're, you know, we're going to take you all in or something like that. But, yeah, he he was a jerk, but eventually he let him go on about their business, even gave him a little bit of information about, the like, you know, what's ahead of them and blah, 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 and it could have been worse. Agreed. I mean, you're right. Like, it was just general conversation. At the way you look at it, they pop up, and it's like, oh, my goodness, we're glad to see you. Bandits tried to rob us. I'm like, are you a merchant? And they're like, are you, are you not listening? Like, we got attacked by bandits. He's like, I don't care. Where are you going? And with what? And, of course, she gave yeah. her story. And she gave a really convincing one. It's like, we got dice. We're headed elsewhere. We're going to go try to make some money. Like, mm-hmm. we can't get any. We're going to head to Andor, which it's it's really fun for me to watch um, the girls all grow in their ability to manipulate the facts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're becoming very much like I said, I, which I remember back in like episode five or six where I got a lot of crap because, you know, I honed in on the kind of seduction slash what's the other word? Um, manipulation that the ladies were using and I now stand by that a little bit firmer because they're eyes to die and that's what they do. They can't tell a lie, so they have to bend and manipulate and maneuver the truth for the sake of what they feel is right. So, yeah, they get a pass for it, but at the same time, they're still doing it. So, mm-hmm. Oh, uh, so I was going to get into uh, the who who takes the lead. Of course, it's Nynaeve. Um we saw before the issues between Nynaeve and Egwene and who's in charge and who's bossing who around. Uh, of course, Egwene's gone now, so Nynaeve is still taking herself on, uh, taking upon herself to be the leader. Uh, so I'm wondering, like, all right, at some point, is this going to be an issue between her and Elaine? And then 
uh, as they're talking, and it seems like Nynaeve is getting them out of this, Elaine chimes in because she gets all sensitive about the moving to the borders, and she's like, you know, in her mind, well, I'm the I'm the daughter of a of a queen, and what do you mean you're moving borders and blah blah blah? And Nynaeve cuts her off and insults her real quick. So now I'm wondering, I'm like, okay, are we going to start having a leadership battle between Elaine and Nynaeve moving forward? And, of course, the men, obviously, they're sitting there, Tom, you know, they've said they're going to follow and do whatever Nynaeve says, but they got to have a breaking point. So I could just see moving forward, there's something's going to come to boil here with the, the leadership within the group. So, yeah. Either that or we see Elaine make a, a power play and kind of switch sides. I mean, we now know that her old confidant and, you know, master of teaching and such is the Amarillin seat. So she might decide to go ahead and take up her throne and then side with our new Amarillin seat. Oh, Elida. Yeah. Ooh, boy. Interesting. Whew. I mean, we don't. The, I hope not. The depth of it all. I mean, we don't like. We are assuming Elida's a dark friend, right? Do we know that for sure? Nope. No, we do not know that for sure. And we not for certain. But and, and we don't know. Like Elida is desperately looking for, and we're going to get to this, but still, Elida's desperately trying to get her hands on Elaine. Now, being that Elaine has kind of come into herself and she's a free thinker and thinking for herself. Maybe instead of her being manipulated by Elida like Elida would like, they become partners. Right. They both can help secure each other's thrones. Exactly. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. But see, here's something with your theory. For Elaine to do that, something's got to happen to her mom. Well, I mean, we do know that she's her- effing a dark friend. the a, One of forsaken. the dark friends, like a forsaken, like... Tom's not going to let more gays go down like that. Not without a fight. You never know. Hmm. Well, if they go in there somehow to save her and, and Again, more gays Tom dies, is, Tom's, Tom's going to go up, off the deep end. Tom is going to end Tom's up. Tom's going to be vigilante. He's not going to end up with her. He's going to ride in on his unicorn. <laughs> with Moraine. It's going to be him and Moraine, <laughs> not more gays. We, we know this. I don't. Okay. <laughs> okay. If that happens... Man, wow! Yeah, you you get to pick something from our merch so store, Chris, and I'll buy it. That's for my you. <laughs> those are my prophecies for episode one hundred. Is Elaine is gonna team up yeah. with Elida, and I mean, and it may be all for Rand. Like Elida might finally. I could see the political maneuvering yeah. happening like that. That's possible. Like they're playing the games. Mm-hmm, you know. The house, like yeah, that's possible. Never know. Definitely. So also we get some information from the White Cloaks here as well. I mean, they did say the border has moved a little bit. There's obviously super unrest in Tarabon where they just came from, and they're sending food over to try to keep the refugees out of Amadisia, kind of the White Cloaks territory. They're like, yeah, we don't want refugees. We're just going to send them food so they'll stay over there. <laughs> and, and, and then they let them go. Um, so they believe their story that they have nothing to do with Aes Sedai and that they're just merchants. Hmm. Yeah. So that's a good cover. So. And that's it. That's that. Yeah. And then, of course, after the White Cloaks are out of earshot, that's when they start uh, having the little argument, which we just alluded to. And mm. Tom breaks up the fight. Yeah. So thoughts yeah. about thoughts about all that? I mean, I know we kind of talked about a little bit Elaine's throne and this power dynamic, but any more thoughts? No. No. I mean, not a, not a ton going on here. Okay. Yeah. And Nynaeve wants to stop and get some supplies um, and, and take some rest. Um 
Uh, or not, not Nadif, I think. Uh, yeah, Nadif wants to get the supplies. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, the best Elaine could do is coo at Tom and be like, oh, you're right, honey. I'm so sorry. Yeah, and they, they find a good campsite, and that's kind of where this ends with them thinking, or not even thinking, we should have took the ship. And that's the end of this chapter. It's a really short one. It's actually not a long chapter at all. Nope. On so, I like how there's like a couple parts mentioning Julian, but it's it's only enough to be <laughs> to show that he really didn't want to be a part of any of these conversations, and he's just along for the ride in this chapter. He's that yeah. smart. He's, he's just there with his yeah. He's got his silly hat, looking silly on his horse, and he gives no f's. He doesn't want to be part of any of this bickering. He has ex- he yep. just stays. He's expanded it. the thought like happy wife, happy life to happy women, happy life. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So anything else from this chapter before we move on to the next one? No, that's pretty much it. All right. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer. All lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So moving on to chapter nine, a signal. Uh, and our symbol is the Avendasaur leaf. Avendasaur leaf. Avendasaur. Um, the poison you. ivy. I can't talk tonight. Uh, yeah, poison ivy. Three yeah. leaves. So now, like, this is something we haven't done in a while, but I'm going to stop us. Why does that leaf come up here? Hmm. It usually signals the ways. Um, exactly. Because they use... So but, yeah, this chapter had nothing to do with the ways. Now, maybe this sign more or less is the way Jordan signifies any form of signal outside of the norm. Yeah. Like the Avendasora leaf does signify the ways, but it's a sign saying there's something more here. And then, you know, once Nynaeve and the crew get into the town that they're going into, there is another sign that they see that says there's something more here to be something more than what meets the eye that's what sure. i'm trying to say so maybe that's what it really means maybe for i think they couldn't make up their mind what to use here so they said you want, we haven't used the leafy thing in a while you want to do that like yeah stamp it let's go yeah maybe for 99 episodes we've been too specific right yeah maybe so this chapter starts with uh you know tom and julian they're the next morning, they're uh, they're they're leaving their campsite, um, and it kind of goes into Nadiv's thoughts about what's going on in the rest of the world. As as uh, um, well, I guess it starts with Nadiv thinking about Tom and Julian and, and them doing this. Was a coin flip? Was that what they were doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. To to figure out who gets supplies, and Julian's always losing because, of course, Tom can do like sleight of hand stuff like that. So Tom basically cheated, mm-hmm. so he doesn't have to do any work, which I thought was hilarious. I mean, he does have like hurt like leg a and all. Heads on both sides. But even when Julian takes the coin and expects it to flip to himself, Tom still wins. Right. <laughs> like, he's magic. Yeah. Like, he's snapping his fingers and the coin's just landing the way he wants it to. I swear, there's so much more to Tom that we still don't know. I'm yeah. telling you, he's Tom the White. He will sure. ride a unicorn. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. It's a, it's a prediction that keeps coming back. We'll see. He's at least going to get with Moraine. I'm just going to claim that one. I'm going to keep claiming it. I'm about 100 episodes into claiming that or somewhere All near right. there. It's too much of a happy ending. I, I, I just feel like we don't get a really great happy ending in this series. 
We'll see. Sure. Like, I think the ending will be as confusing and chaotic as the entire series. I was going to say, we haven't, in, in this many books, we haven't got an ending at all. No, it just yeah. keeps going. It, yeah, so this is also the part where Nynaeve starts to ponder about what's going on everywhere else. And she's learned a lot from, you know, Egwene in the dreams and talking to her a little bit. So it kind of does like a check-in kind of thing. Like, I, I think at this point, that's when she says she knows parents in the two rivers. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's kind of just wondering you know, how much the tours might have changed since they left. And just kind of thinking about it. Thinking about home. Maybe get a little homesick. I actually don't lie. We do have one ending. Uh, Pater. Pater got punched and he was done for. Anyway, go, yeah. <laughs> going back to you. The one, two. <laughs> oh, no, P- Pater's going to make a glorious return. I'm telling you guys right now. Pater's, P- yeah. Pater's going to become a main character. You know, it's going to be awesome. He's coming back. But, but sure. going back, sure. to you, going back to your thought, it's like no, it is not me that has changed. I'm the same. It is everything else that's different. So this kind of just shows Nynaeve's train of thought. Like she's so egocentric in so many ways, and she literally says it. Like I have not changed. Everything around me has. And I mean, at some level, she's absolutely right. She is still the person she is, and she's been put into so many different situations in so many different areas that it's in her environment is different, but she's still holding true to herself is her argument. But if, mm. we, if we as readers reflect on her development as a character, she has definitely changed quite a bit. I mean, when we first saw her and when we were introduced to her, she was the stern wisdom of the two river folk. Like, she was never wrong. She repri- tight leash around everybody. Yeah, she reprimanded anybody that was in sight. She had all of the answers. Everybody went to her. You know, she was reading the wind and healing people. And now she is slightly insignificant on a number of those levels. She doesn't have half the answers, though she'd like to think she does. She doesn't understand right. healing anywhere near as well as she'd like to, nor as well as she thought she did. She definitely does not have a reign on anyone anymore. Even the children that left with her when they went on this quest, there's not a single person that falls under her anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I, yeah. struggling. I, I think I think she's for I don't know. If she actually thinks she hasn't changed just everything else around her. Um, man. But she's right, though. I think she, I think she's miss she's missing a lot. I don't think she is right. I mean, plenty has changed, and it, you listed some of. Well, I guess what you listed was things changing around her. I mean, but she even just her ability to channel and recognizing the power within her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I think with the way she softened up and opened up to Lan, uh, I think that was a change. Agreed. I don't know. I, I Maybe she hasn't had enough time to sit and reflect on who she is and who she's becoming and what she wants in her future. But, like, uh, what does she think, like, if they tie this off nicely, she could just go back to the two rivers and continue to be wisdom? No way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's impossible. Well, clearly, things have changed within her. She just isn't recognizing them yet. Well, she uh, admit- and I know it's been a, it's been a whirlwind, but given time, I think if she was able to sit and reflect, she. I mean, here's a she'd a recognize huge, her life has wildly changed. Here's a huge nod to that. She even found herself sympathizing with Moraine sometimes. How was that? How was that not a change? Like, 
So, like, I just, I thought this whole first scene one. was quite ironic. So, I, you know, I, I said everything I did, but as you read, she's mentioning all these things. She's definitely a different person than what she was. So I completely agree with you. Yeah. Guys, my cheeseburger just got delivered. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is so good. <laughs> and there's also a lot of tension still between Elaine and Nynaeve at this point, carried over from the last chapter. Um, you know, that you can cut the tension with a knife. Uh, <laughs> and the conversation then turns to Megedian. Um yeah, asking Julian about it. He does nothing about it. Um, you know, and the women are trying to be really careful about discussing what yeah. happened. Well, they don't give Julian enough credit. Like they're like, if she, if he finds out that there's a forsaken against us, he's going to hightail it out of here. He seems quite loyal to me. I, I'm not going to put that on him. I think he'd stick around. Yeah. That's my man. Julian yeah, yeah, would be there definitely. for him. He'd be a lot more apprehensive as far as helping out. Because we know he does some sporty things in a little bit here, but you know, if he knew that was going on, he might shut his mouth a little bit more than what he already does. But um, to the point of Morgadian, I mean, or Morgadine, how do you pronounce the person's name? Y'all know I'm horrible with names. You uh, can just pronounce it however you want. It's 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 Morgadian, but they say Muggy Dean in the books, audiobook sometimes. They chant they. Kate and uh, and Michael Kramer, Kate Redding and Michael Kramer pronounce it so many different ways throughout the series. Yeah, it's hilarious. Tangent. Chanel has her own way of pronouncing everything too, and I'm like, eh, it, it's not pronounced that way. She's like, yes, it is. This is how English is written. This is how English will be read. I'm like, okay, but that's not how anybody else pronounces it. She's like, well, maybe they're all wrong, and maybe I'm right. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, all right, sure. <laughs> happy wife, happy life. Yeah. So at this point, Tom does return. Uh, not even disappointed with what he's brought back. Um, you know, Tom, Tom blames on the town, saying like, "Yeah, the trade's pretty much drying up. There's, this, is what can, this is what I can get." So sorry. Tom said, "It is what it is." Yeah, yeah. So then that's this is when they decide to go to the town themselves and like, "Well, we'll go do it and we'll find some stuff. We'll go get some fresh vegetables." Yeah, like I'll this, show you. Is all men eat or meat? If nothing else is put in front of them, is this all they'll live off is meat and potatoes? And it's mm-hmm. like I agree. I'm like, yeah, that sounds shit. that yeah. sounds fantastic, delicious. Like this, all I had tonight for dinner: ground beef and cheese, <laughs> a little bit of sour cream on top. I did add lettuce, but that's because Chanel mentioned lettuce, so I, I guess it still holds true. If a woman doesn't put vegetables in front of my face, I'm all about the meat. Guys, that right. cheeseburger was amazing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I mentioned this while we were recording, but uh, somebody made a run off base for something, and while they were out, uh, they swung by McDonald's and got cheeseburgers for everybody. And I know I have told you all how horrible the food is here. So that I know McDonald's isn't good for you, but like it is a step up, <laughs> a thousandfold taste wise from everything else we've been eating. I'm in heaven now, right now. Now, aren't any of the new locals out there cooking over fires and stuff? Uh, no. So with some of the um, linguists and interpreters, um, we've been we've been cooking some meals together, but uh, not so much with the guest. I'll have tea with them, but that's about it. Hmm. Oh, that's a shame. I bet you cook some good food. Yeah, I'm sure they do. So anyway, back to the story. Uh, yes, so, yes, the book. The book, the book, yeah. So, Mogadine um, had a reason to hate her personally, as in Nynaeve. So we, we are still a lot in Nynaeve's point of view, and that focus mm-hmm. on Mogadine. 
and specifically the fact that she beat Mogadine. Like, in my mind, had this battle gone a little bit longer, we'd be one less Forsaken. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But then the Black Rod came in and started bailfighting everything. So Exactly. Kind of so, like, that, that ruined yeah. a, an opportunity to be rid of a Forsaken. So that, again, goes to show that Nynaeve is definitely growing in strength, like, tremendously. So this kind of a nod again to Ian and his idea that Taviran can be more than just the males. Here we see power that has not been really seen since the Forsaken. Right. And it's, you know coming up in these two river folks so i you know we go back to the original book where we had our savior queen who destroyed many and you know ended her own life in that maybe these women are like blood of her blood maybe they're her descendants Hmm. interesting yeah So at this point is when they decide to go to the town. Uh, Julian and Tom flip a coin to see who's going to go with them. And then Nynaeve's like, you don't have to go with us. There's so many white cloaks around. Like, let's be safe. We should be good. Yeah, nothing to worry about. Nothing to worry about. Oh, little did back. they know. Pause before we go that much further. Talion Riyadh and yeah. going into the dreamscape and feel like they're being watched. Is this them being watched by Egwene or somebody else? Is this Brigitte even? Our, our, our uh, so we know, fiance. yeah, Mogadine, Lanfear, uh, Mogadine, and Brigitte, uh, Brigitte, however you want to say it. Um, I mean, they've just always been around, or especially is, in the dreamscape. Or is this so. somebody else? Mm. Slayer. Nah, he's a punk. We already know he's, like, I've written him off. He He's no longer a factor. Like, I know he's going to come back eventually, but in my mind, like, he, he's nothing. He's not even worth thinking about anymore. Or what about, so I've always thought, and this may have just come and pass, but uh, remember when they were in Tarvalon and uh, they were first learning about um, Teleron Riyadh and was it Egwene was talking to Varen and Varen gave her all the history of, well, the last, you know, sister that was able to successfully walk the dreams was so-and-so, but then she just like randomly disappeared. Because she'd be lost. So. Right, I know it was like hundreds and hundreds of years ago, so the timelines don't add up, but who knows what could be possible in Teleron Riyadh. Maybe she still exists there, and maybe she's able to watch well, and remember pain. eventually have a relationship with, with our huh. either Egwene or Nynaeve or I mean, if you whatever. think about the wolves and the wolf brothers, like they're essentially in the dreamscape once they die. They don't wholeheartedly right? yeah. leave, so maybe it's... Hopper's in there. Yeah, maybe it's, she it's, passed it's, into there. And same with Brigetta. We uh, we talked to. Oh she's, yeah, exactly. Talks about how she's waiting to get spun back out to the pattern. Yeah, yeah but sure. That's, so yeah, yeah. So when when you talk about somebody being in Teleron Riyadh that's watching them, like literally, it could be anybody. But see, in, in my sure. mind, like I'm thinking more along the lines of: Is there somebody like this this um, sister who like purposely left their body to be in the dreamscape and stay there? Maybe. Right, and only to arise at just the right time when just the right person is there to do what needs to be done. Exactly. Interesting. Could be. Sure. What was her name? Alan, do you remember uh, that far back? The uh, sister uh, that so, used to well, walk well, the... Well, well, chat just said it. So it's Corian Nadal. Right, yeah, maybe she's still creeping around. and so But she's, she's watching them yeah. to be like, can I trust them? Are these the ones that just can help me do what I need to get done? Whatever that is. <laughs> So nobody else supposed Maybe. to show. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, so so then we get to this fun scene where uh, or Nadine and Elaine are walking into the village and Nadine finally confronts Elaine about Tom, which ends up being a, quite a touchy subject. She's like, what about Rand? Wait, girl, I thought you, you had a hoe. Red. What do you mean I'm a hoe? Girl, I saw how you were looking at him. What you talking about? Girl, you all over him. and He is old enough to be your daddy. He is not my father. Okay. Touchy. Touchy subject. Well, bitch. So, so basically, so, so basically, uh, naive to sit there walking around going, "Use a hoe." Hoe. Yeah. By the way, what I told the white cloaks back there, I mean, it won't lie. You got boy problems. And the problem is you can't make up your mind. And then, yeah, and then they stop in the middle because naive points out. Um. What does it say? They stopped before. Oh, sorry, I lost my place. My notes. No, it's it's Elaine. Um, she says, "I do love him." Talking about Rand, but he is right. very far away. So she does the different area codes thing. Yeah, she's I like, "Look, we're in different area codes." Hoes. So <laughs> I got yeah, hoes. yeah. And, Look, and then I, Rand, Rand's out in the eight hundred four. Tom's here in the seven five seven. So uh, <laughs> we gonna do what we do. <laughs> it, yep, it ain't cheating. The, the, and then Nynaeve points out that Avienda is watching over him, so everything's okay. So you don't have anything to worry about, you know, with Rand. Because and it's like, was, but, was but, that was that sincere or like just trying to? I don't know. Well, so I, doubt. I, I, well, so I think well, I, I don't jab. think Nynaeve suspects anything with Avienda going on. Well, yeah, I was gonna say Nynaeve really does think all is well, but Nynaeve wasn't really privy to men's statements because then that's brought sure. up. Elaine is like, "Yo, well, what?" Men keeps joking about, I don't think it's a joke. Like, I think she had a viewing and, like, he's going to be with three women. I'm going to have to share him. So if I have to share him, he's got to share me. So maybe eventually she's down with the whole Ran, Avienda, (laughs) Tom thing. (laughs) Tom. You know? Uh, She does does come to Tom's aid and tries to defend that, you know, he was... Yeah, I think she hints that he wasn't a glee man. Uh, wasn't always a glee man. She did. She made that statement. Yeah. And... Right. He's more than that. <laughs> and that just mm. threw Nynaeve even more because there was no, there's nothing behind it or before it. There's no support for the statement. And she's just like, what do you mean? Yeah. He, he is what he is. He's a freaking glee man. He's old enough to be a father. Like, I'm going to yeah. keep going back to this because that's all I know about him. And that's all I need to know. And it's funny because she's like, would your mother approve? And she's like, well, I'm woman enough as my mother is. I mean, she and she almost kind of makes a statement. Like, I know my mother messed with him. And so if she can mess with him at this age, then what's to stop yeah, me? Good enough for mom. Good enough for yeah. me. We get, a, we get more from uh, Nani's perspective of how she really sees it all. Like in that one line, is that why you've been? And then it says she would not. She couldn't bring herself to say throwing yourself at. So she finishes, is that why you've been teasing Tom? So she says teasing, but in her mind, like from her perspective, her watching the way Elaine's acting, it's it's more than what we've seen as the reader. Clearly she is like over the top throwing herself at Tom. At least that's the way Nynaeve sees it. So, And I mean, there's also <laughs> there's also the whole like idea of the vile ideal customs and her also thought of, well, you share land with Moraine, so you're a hypocrite. Yeah, mm. and there and the, back to the area code argument. There are 
There are a thousand leagues between us, Nynaeve. Do you think Rand is refraining from looking at other women? A man is a man on a throne or a pigsty. So her excuse is because she doesn't trust Rand and assumes that Rand is sleeping around, then now she has an excuse to sleep around, even though she has no reason to think that Rand is sleeping around other than she just assumes all men will do it. Now she has an excuse to also do it. I'm lost. I don't, yeah. I don't, I'm confused. Yeah. It's, yeah. Color me confused. So yeah, so they finally get into the town. They're looking for vegetables and there's really nothing there. But as they're wandering around, Nanive spots something. There's a sign at the seamstress, seamstress shop. Little, that? Was it a little yellow ribbon thingy? Sticks yeah, it was a bundle of herbs, <laughs> singling the yellow jaja, eyes and ears. And like there's a little yeah, uh, yellow ribbon tied around the herbs. Oh, yeah. The which, super secret <laughs> bat signal. Right, which means that there's a pressing message that has to be delivered. So then he's like, we got to go figure this out. Hmm. So then we get to this next scene where we find this lovely shopkeeper who just wants to can, help <laughs> Can I say, before we get into this, they've been through enough now that don't you think it would have been smart for one of them to go in and one of them stay back? Or wouldn't it have been smart to get the group together and have one of the guys go in with one of the girls and then the other two stay back? Like, there should have been some cover here. Yeah, they probably should have. they've should've, gone through enough. They should not have both ran in and been like, hey, we're, we know the secret handshake, too. You know, fill us in. Yeah, I, especially I when know. you're going to, like, a new place. The buddy system was always a good thing to have, you know, backup, staying back. To, right. Yeah. And they know Black Aja exists, and Black Aja have been trying to influence people all around. So how do they know this is one of the good guys using the signal for a good purpose? How do they – I mean, I mean, shouldn't they at least suspect that maybe this is a bad person doing bad things with this signal? I mean, my – Or yeah. even it's a good person being used or manipulated by the Black Aja to – I mean, there's just – I don't know. There were I was, so I was many confused red by the whole just run right in – yeah, thank you. That's what I'm getting. They're, Red they're, flags. They're like, Left and right. The minute I heard, like, literally, the minute I said, oh, broomstick with, broomweed with tiny yellow flowers. This shit don't seem right. And it's like, oh, no, that's a sign. But why would there be a sign all the way out here? If it's mm-hmm. worth risking your life and you're all the way out here and nowhere, then, you know, whatever. Okay, got you. All right, cool. There's a sign. Then one of you guys, like you said, stay out here and kind of listen in and cover the door. It wouldn't have been too hard to do. And then listen to the right. conversation from the outside. But, you know, you have to think you have a leader and a follower here. Even though Elaine is mm-hmm. like heir to the throne of Andor, she's still very much a lamb willing yeah. to be led to the slaughter. And then you have... I don't know. You got Nynaeve who is still full of herself. And she's like, oh, I know this. Let me prove myself. Yeah. yeah. When she acts so confident that it's easy to have confidence in her, even if even if Elaine wanted to be like, I don't know, she's probably looking at Nynaeve and seeing that Nynaeve's like overly confident doing it. She's like, well, okay, I guess I'll follow her. Well, but at the same time, they've literally been in a scenario similar to this where, uh, well, when they first met Jillian, what was, mm-hmm. what was that place they went into with that lady? And then the lady ended up turning them in, and then they came back, and yeah. bam, Black Aja, yeah, they got the, captured. The herb shop. Like, and, uh, yeah. I, uh, such a similar situation. I can't believe they just jumped right in. They were like, let's go check this out together. I will, yeah. I will give the nod to Elaine. Like you said, maybe it's not a follower, but maybe it's just general curiosity and willingness to, to do. 
because there is a statement made by Nynaeve, like Egwene, or excuse me, yeah, Elaine says, what are we going to do? And Nynaeve's yeah. like, she likes that the girl has backbone. And then she's like, follow my lead. And she does just that. So she does follow, but it's more out of like curiosity and the desire to see something happen or to make something work. So, you know, right. she is taking action. But they walk in here yep. and you got the dressmaker and you got her little, you know, half wit individual with her. And, yeah. you know, it's innocent enough to disarm you. Yeah. It is a little sus too. Like, this the way she says, You'll get our best tea from the blue one. Make sure it's the blue <laughs> one. And and she's like super nervous. Like, we can't talk here. We have to talk there. And like, oh, we still can't talk. Let's have tea first. You know, and she's yeah. nervous the entire time. Please drink my special tea. Yeah, it's she's it's like, super like, sus. Everything is so suspect about this. Yeah. We can't talk yeah. until and, uh, you have the tea. And we can't go back until the tea is made. But we can't talk here. So just give us a minute. The tea will be made soon. Like, at that point, I would have pulled out a knife and put it to her throat. And be like, look, chick. You got something to tell me or not. And I want your tea. Right. 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 And the whole time I was thinking in my mind and naive me for all this time following these people in this book, I thought naive is going to smell the tea and smell that there's something off and she's going to pretend to drink the tea. She's going to learn the secret and to find out that these women are crooked and she's going to be the savior. Nope. Mm -hmm. Not at all. They could have benefited from, from, uh, some CA Civil Affairs 101. I mean, you don't you don't want to insult them by you know when they offer you something you don't want to insult them by refusing. Um, but at the same time, the whole group should not be eating and drinking what is offered, mm-hmm. <laughs> and somebody should always be playing the role of security. Which, since Elaine is in best control of being able to channel, uh, Nynaeve should have been the one to if you were going to go in there. Nynaeve could be the one that takes the tea and, you know, have an excuse for Elaine, like, oh, I can't, you know, I've had stomach issues, whatever, not feeling that great, blah, blah, blah. But they just, they they set themselves up for failure. Yeah. I don't know. This was a little odd for me. Yep. And then they finally do give the message once they've already drank the tea. And they're like, yeah, all the women have to come back to the White Tower. All sisters have to return. She's like, that's what you risked everything for? All sisters are welcome to return. Welcome to return, yeah. Uh, the tower must be holding strong. Yeah. Yes. And Nadeev all of a sudden starts to feel the effects start to kick in. She's like, this is not right. And yeah, everything kind of starts to fade. And that's yeah. why in the chapter with her blocking out uh, from the teeth. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess my disappointment is more in Jordan. <laughs> because I don't think our characters would have been this reckless and dumb at this point. At this point. Well, we got to remember, they're still children. They're not that old. They're still slightly naive. And and emotions were running high with them bickering and everything coming up to this. There there was a lot else on their mind, and maybe Nadia's trying to prove herself. It's very human for a teenage, young 20-year-old to go in without thinking first. Yeah. So I'll say this and then leave it, and I'll leave it alone. Um, When I was in my young 20s, uh, I was stationed in Germany, um, deployed to Iraq from there. The Iraq thing's a different story, but when I was in Germany, uh, we traveled all over the place. Uh, and it was always told to us while we were there that, well, there's plenty of people that 
are perfectly fine with Americans and like American soldiers and what we're doing there. There's people everywhere, all over Western Europe and especially Eastern Europe, that are very weary of us and that if given the opportunity, they certainly would harm us. And young 22, 23-year-old Ian with his high and tight haircut, and I was in great shape back then, no matter what clothes I tried to put on, I looked like an American soldier walking around Europe. Like, yeah. it was just obvious. There was no hiding it. Uh, so everywhere we went, we always had in the back of our mind that you, you always you had to be aware of threats. Even though it's not like I was personally being sought out like these girls are. Or, uh, like, there's people actively looking for them, right? And still they're this careless. So I disagree with the whole they're young and everything. Like, I was way more cautious in a situation where they weren't necessarily looking for me. But I knew I was in a new place where not everybody would necessarily be friendly towards me and was just very cautious everywhere I went. So that I guess that's where my disappointment in Jordan is here is I don't think they're these ditzy girls that stumble into this mistakenly, or at least they shouldn't be at this point. I think they've had enough experience. They should have been a little more defensive and a little bit more aware. And you can't just say, oh, this is a super secret single of, uh, symbol of the eyes to die so we can trust it. They have reason to... They know the inner politics of the Aes Sedai. They know there's problems left and right. They know there's Black Aja. So, anyways, mm-hmm. I'll stop my rant. No, I, I, I do completely agree with you. Like, they have never completely trusted an Aes Sedai. But now we will, this random ass. Exactly. Oh, here's a little signal. It's, Anyways. But I guess it helps the story move forward. Uh, and this is where we wanted to go with it. And that's how we got there. So, okay. Here we are. Here we are. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And this is how we end. So anything else from this chapter? I mean, Nynaeve did know the super secret code. Like, what to say. That was, We're glad she did her a whole lot of good. I know. <laughs> <laughs> anything else? Anything they finish this secret handshake and then immediately get cuffs thrown on them. Be like, wait a minute. That's not supposed to happen. Yeah. That's not what happens. Sounds good. So... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, moving on to Chapter 10, Figs and Mice. And we have the harp symbol uh, for Tom. This Tom's in this. He's in all the chapters, but that's surprising that is Tom. But The figs and mice is more of a yeah. Julian saying, so what are we doing with the harp here? It, 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 I know, but I guess Julian doesn't have a symbol, so it's just like, eh, just throw a harp in there. Him and Tom yeah. are bros. I mean, Tom is yeah. the hero, though. True, true. Yeah, so, yeah, and they he gets the thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so we start with um, Elaine starting to regain some consciousness, but like really can't do anything. Like she's pretty much like you know, like in the what is it called a uh, incubus attack? Like when you're like wake up, but you're yeah, paralyzed, like feel paralyzed, and, yeah. and right, dude. I have had that like just waking up. And seeing everything and knowing what's going on, but not being able to do anything, that paralysis issue. Oh, uh, not cool. Like, that is the scariest no. thing in the world, is to, like, be aware and be able to do nothing about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
So I, I put myself Maybe. in that place when Elaine woke up and like she hears, she's awake, mistress, she's looking at me. Like Elaine's like she was sagging there between the both of them like a doll with half the stuffing gone out, bumping her bottom along the steps as she could as well have run as channel. Like she couldn't do a thing. Couldn't lift a finger, couldn't avoid getting a bruised bottom, like couldn't channel to throw these Mm -hmm. chicks off of her. She was completely and totally incapacitated. And that is one of my biggest fears in life. I used to tell my mom, like, if I ever lose a leg, just get rid of me. (laughs) I know that's morbid, but like as a 12 year old kid, that was my frame of thought. If I ever lose the ability to move, I don't want to be here. Reminds me of that yeah. time I accidentally <laughs> ate the whole cookie. <laughs> <laughs> and I just melted into the couch. And I was like, I want to be able to do things, but I can't. And then I had to focus on breathing. And that just, yeah, that occupied my life for the next hour. I can't feel my legs. I have no legs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, crazy. Ah, craziness. Yeah. No, sir, so, I just don't um, like it. Yeah. So, I mean, Elaine immediately thinks these are dark friends. Um, and she tries to channel, but of course, as Chris just said, you know, she can't. Uh, it's just pointless. There, there's no point. And she overhears them talking, like, about the plan. Like, they have an hourglass, and they're going to have a funnel, and, and they're just going to keep on. Because, uh, I guess, what's her what's her name? Uh, uh, R- Rondé Makura. 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 Yeah, Makura. Or something like that. Yeah. So she's going to go to get, send word that they captured them. Uh, but Lucy, the maid or assistant, has to feed them more tea every time the hourglass runs out to make sure that they stay pretty much incapacitated. So mind you, pour a good two ounces into each of them as soon as that hourglass empties. As soon, mind. And she's like, why don't we just give them to them now, mistress? She's like, I want them to go back to sleep. I don't want them to, look, to be looking at me. And she's like, ah, if we give them that much, they'll be like the dead. So this stuff is really potent, which is really scary. This woman clearly has dabbled in it quite a few times to be able to get the dosage right to incapacitate without murdering. So that's pretty cool. And yeah, interesting, the whole not being able to channel portion, like not even a little bit, like not even a spark. So I I wonder if this uh, is something that at least Nynaeve, uh, you know, being the wisdom that she is, I wonder if this is something she tries to put in her pouch, take with us, using future events. Hmm. Well, and that Look, another tool in the toolbox. Thinking that got me thinking, like, what is it that really allows them to channel? Because she clearly had her thoughts about her; she had her wit. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought, like, to channel, really, all you needed was to be able to, like clear your mind and create a space for the flow to happen yeah it's more mental not physical well let's go back to when Nynaeve and Mogadine were throwing down they were talking about how anybody else watching they would have seen like two women just staring at each other yeah like so it, it was very much a mental thing um but here they're talking about the physical paralysis but also an inability to channel even though you know they're awake and conscious and able to use their mind so that's interesting they're, yeah. they're able to cut them off like that. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the, I guess, side effects of fork root tea that a lot of people don't even know about this tea, but uh, apparently it's pretty dangerous because for I should I, if they accidentally yeah. ingest, it, ingest it. And and Lucy's doing pretty much a horrible job of, of her job. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
she's not even paying attention to like the hourglass. This is Peter's away. girlfriend. Like, yeah, she uh, keeps on running in like after the after the it's already run out. Like, oh crap, more tea. <laughs> but eventually, um, yeah, she. Uh, um, I guess the first time she crashes in, the second time uh, she comes in, she comes in with Julian, uh, crashes through, and Julian's there with her. Is it Julian? Uh, it's Tom. No, no, it's Tom. It's Tom. Sorry, yeah. Julian comes in with my car. Tom the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tom. Tom comes in. Sorry. And Elaine's like, "Will you be my daddy?" My daddy. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know, I'm laid out here on this bed, and I really couldn't do much, even if I wanted to. <laughs> Let me stop. I don't want to take it that far. Ew. Ew. <laughs> but yeah, she she makes it in a couple times, and then the next, the, I guess, was it the second or the third time she comes in with Tom, and it's like she is horrified because they she realizes, like, okay, I'm done for. And it's like Tom stood there like the hero of one of the old tales. One hand yeah. firmly gripped on the neck of Lucy, near fainting, and the other holding a knife ready to throw. Elaine laughed deliberately, though it came out more like a croak. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. That was that was a funny part to me. I and Lucy's enjoyed. just freaking out. Tom throws her in the corner. Now you just sit right there. And then yeah, he puts his knife still. back into his beard. Yeah. yeah. Into his mustaches. Elaine just like, yeah. my hero. Oh, save yeah. me. Yeah. And they, and they try to get uh, Nynaeve up as well. And this is around the same. I mean, Julian's right behind them. I guess she, he finds uh, Makara coming back and leads her in with a knife. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. He walks in and like, hey, I found this one sneaking in the back. Figured it'd be a good idea to bring her in. We don't need the white cloaks getting involved here and. They're like, oh, Julian, good job. And then, you know. Yeah, and his next interchange is really weird where, like, Makara kind of feels like she might have the upper hand still. And, like, it goes back and forth a little bit where she gets some confidence and then immediately gets shut down. And, like, it's just this this weird interrogation scene. But I, I, I did enjoy it. So what are your guys' thoughts? This is a chapter or a sequence I probably should have read a few more times before we recorded. Because even at the end of it, I don't know if Mistress Makara makura is a good guy or a bad guy i think she is wants to be really a good person good i think she thinks she's doing the right thing but clearly mm-hmm. doesn't know everything there is to know yeah let's look i, at I don't the know exchange, so i don't know how to feel I, I i agree with you if we, if we look at the exchange you'll kind of see that like the first question is is like where did you get your orders from to hold this because in Nynaeve's mind she is now about to find one of the dark friends in the tower. And then the mistress is like, I'm not giving you anything. And then she's like, fine, I'm going to give you to Julian here. He's going to find a way to get it out of you because you know, that's what he's, he does. He's, he's going to salt you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then she go, go grab me some salt and, uh, you know, a bunny, some and, figs and mice. Uh, yeah. Some uh, figs and mice. <laughs> Just random ass thing. All right, I, I need a I need a jar of uh, tomato paste and uh, wait, what? What is that for? Oh, don't worry about it. I need you about to find out. I need an electric toothbrush and some Vaseline. And... No, it's like the old MacGyver. It's like shit. I'm locked in this cell. What do I do? I don't know. Give me a tampon string and a, and a bandaid, and I'll get us out of here and make a bomb. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> So then you got what she's like, Narwin, Narwin Barda or whatever her name is. Y'all again, I'm horrible. I know 
She's like tripping over the words. She's like, I, I send my reports to her a- at the end in Tarvalon called the Upper River Run. Uh, Avi Sindar sends pigeons. And so like all of a sudden it's like word vomit. She's giving all the information. And all of a sudden I like, I need more names inside or outside of the tower. And she's like, I don't have any more. And she then she, Nynaeve asked the obvious question, how long have you served the Black Aja? And this is where, like, Lucy speaks up. She's like, we're not dark friends. It's like, you idiot. And then Mistress, uh, whatever her name is. Makura. Makura. Yeah. Y'all correct us, because you know I say it wrong. She slides in, too. She's like, no, we walk in the light. And this is where the reactions of the women make them feel as if they have the upper hand, because they are all kind of coming to the realization they're on the same side, just on different parts of the same side. It's like well, and Elena Nynaeve doesn't know that the, the tower's fallen. So she's like, why would Swan order us to right. be captured? Like, it doesn't make sense at all. Like, like, whereas Elida wants them back right away. Yeah. And I mean, and it wasn't them captured. It this was goes Elaine. back to my initial statement. Elaine. So what's her end goal or game for Elaine? And we know it's making sure Elaine makes it to the throne because she's got a lot of influence as far as she remembers over Elaine. She doesn't know what Elaine's gone through in the series of events since she's left the security of being with Elida. She has no idea the mission Elaine has been sent on. She doesn't know that she's, you know, battled against Forsaken and Dark Friends. Like, she doesn't have any of this knowledge. She thinks she's bringing home the daughter heir of Andor who she can control. Right. And very quickly she'll find out that that's not the truth. But right now it's the Amberlin seat wants Aes Sedai return. Specifically, the Amberlin seat wants Elaine return. Yeah. Right. And to give a little credit to Mistress McCurra as this is unfolding... You know, looking at, like you said, her reaction, Lucy's reaction to being called the dark friend and working for the Black Aja, they they probably also don't know, they probably don't even know half of what uh, Nynaeve and Elaine know about the politics behind the Aes Sedai. You know, the Aes Sedai have been good about projecting one image onto the world, and then most of their infighting has been just that, fighting mm-hmm. disagreements among right. the different Aja and everything, so... I don't know. She says, I, you know, I serve the yellow, you know, I, I walk in the light sort of thing. So she, she's just naive, I guess. And then they all kind of are. There's just information they don't know, but anyhow. Yeah. That's one of my so grandma. This... Sorry. Oh, go ahead. That's one of my grandma's favorite things to say is you keep the conversation in the house. You yeah, never don't, don't show air your dirty laundry. Yeah, yeah. You never yeah. show a display of weakness to anybody outside of those in the house. And half of them, you don't want to know about half the stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. So she thinks, well, if I'm serving this yellow sister, the yellow Asha, then I must be doing good. Little does she know that not all Aes Sedai are good. And who knows, man? I don't yeah. know. Maybe she is, but. Sure. Yeah. So they're pretty much convinced there's nothing more at this point they can get from them. So they leave them tied up and go downstairs. And that's when Elaine asked Julian, like, so what were you going to do with that stuff? And Julian's like, I, I have no idea. Like, <laughs> I don't like the imagination of someone is far worse than anything I could ever think of. So I'll just, you know, it talks about the figs and mice. Like one time I ordered figs and mice and they broke the guy immediately. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's clever. Um, I mean, what, what, what's the, you've been through what, what's the training called in the military? Oh, the, that you go through. Well, 
with Seer, the resistance training. Seer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so they um, there are portions of it where they can get physical with you, but, you know, they have limitations. So for a lot of your type A guys, they don't mind taking a punch or a slap in the face. It's not that big a deal. But they have other ways of breaking you down. Um, and, and sometimes it's the waiting in between and the things they suggest or even things they set out in front of you to just get your head spinning, you know, the fear of the unknown and what could they do. Uh, your mind just starts. Right. Of course, at that point, you're, you're also sleep deprived and haven't eaten in forever. But um, sure, yeah, hmm. yeah. The the mind is it can be very powerful. It can work in your favor. It can work against you if you can't control it. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Hmm. So yeah, I mean, how many times have you seen a torture scene about to happen in movies? And very intentionally, the torturer, the person who's going to ask the questions, they lay out the tools first very slowly in front of the person they're about to torture. I mean that's part right. of the process, you know. I right. want you to, the I want you to see what starts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The easy ones will just start spewing out whatever. Oh my gosh! Don't use that on yeah. me. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. So yeah, I really enjoyed that little that little interchange. But yeah, and naive surprises Elaine by actually thanking Tom and Julianne for saving them because that's not a naive's character normally to thank anybody. She's usually just. I could have done it myself, kind of person. And in hell, it dropped two degrees, and it was cold that day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and they looked through some of their stuff down below to see if they could find anything that would point to them. Um, but And they decided to disguise themselves at that point as well. Um, get and some herbs out. To Ian's, yeah, I was about to say, to Ian's point, she goes through the cupboard and pulls some herbs. Bingo. She's like, huh. She's more than... So this woman's clearly more than just a seamstress. She must sure. be a healer too. Um, and then she pulls some herbs out. So maybe she pulls some helpful herbs, but then she also pulls out stuff for that team. Her, yeah. Yeah. Why would why would you waste an opportunity? You learn about this useful tool that I mean, clearly there's women that channel. Maybe this could even be effective against men that channel if they need to call Rand at some point. Uh, sure. Who knows? So yeah. yeah, put it put it in your bag. You never know when you're gonna need it. Yep, exactly. Ooh. What if that's how they eventually collar Rand against his will? They get him to drink the tea. Mm. Boom. Hey, interesting. Interesting. interesting theory. And now that we're here, kind of like looking at naive again, since these chapters have really been heavily naive focused. Um, mm -hmm. Her ambition is something we did not talk about way back when two chapters ago. Her ambition to want to have a mastery of the power so much so that she could heal Tom's walk and the pain that Rand suffers from. And that pain that she was talking about is, of course, the stabbing with the sword from the uh, Merdral. But maybe she even goes a step further. Maybe she and or um, Nynaeve get so strong that they can help cure the taint. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like, we know the Dark Friends have a method for doing it because they don't go crazy. And I don't think it's just in the contract with the Dark One himself. Maybe there is a way. I mean, all things are possible. It's just probability. So you, so you think Nynaeve's going to clean, clean the taint? She's going to clean it real good. She's going to... Let me let me stop. Giggity, giggity, giggity. 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 <laughs> uh. 
Interesting. All right. Interesting prediction there. Um, so anything before we switch to like the narrator at the very end, this little last line, because they get their disguises and they decide to keep going as merchants, but just in disguise at this point. No. So they're disguising their disguise? And they're yeah, they're disguise. double disguised. And they're dying yeah. Elaine's hair. Dun, dun, dun. It's and like dying in- black. So I, I it's feel, inception. I feel like they're just a dream within a dream. I feel like. I feel like just going emo, you know, they're just going to, you know, mm-hmm. put some black eyeliner on, dye their hair black, maybe yeah. paint their fingernails. She has bangs that just kind of comb over one eye. This does a hair flip. Right. <sighs> Gosh. I do my yeah. hair toss. Check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? <laughs> feeling good as hell. <laughs> they, they, they start jamming to the Hawthorne Heights or uh, My Chemical Romance and just, uh, and, and that's, that's the scene. Like in the show, that's what's, that's what's going to play and they're going to leave the village. Right. <laughs> Hoeing yeah, his so, garden, patched as usual, Avi paid no attention to what Rond did. And as usual, as soon as she was gone, he washed his hands and went inside. She had placed a large sheet of parchment underneath the strips to cushion the nib of the pen. When he held it up in the afternoon light, he could make out what she had written. Soon a third pigeon was on its way. Heading in still another direction. Mm-hmm. Pigeons going everywhere. So, so we, the word's getting out. Yeah, we just get a few paragraphs here of like some old telephone operator. Is that what's going on here? Mm-hmm. This is Pretty just much. like the middle, the middle man of the pigeons. This is our dark friend in the town. Mm. This is plowing his field, waiting for people to send their messages, and then just aimlessly goes in when they're done and takes a look. Ah, this looks like it could be useful. Let's send this on to Lanfear because you know she's got the control of all the guys. Yeah. Wait, are, yeah. We, are we supposed to think that this person handling all the messages is a bad guy? I mean, that's who Makara hired to, I guess, send pigeons, but he's sending pigeons everywhere. So, not just that. That was interesting. I guess, do you think it's interesting that it's not just going towards Tarvalon? Oh, yeah. It says the bird right. launched itself north and east straight as an arrow towards Tarvalon. After a moment's thought, she prepared another copy on another narrow strip of thin parchment and fastened it to a bird from another coop. That one headed west, for she had promised to send duplicates of all of her messages. Now, how is that considered a duplicate if it's going in the wrong direction? Uh, she sent duplicates of someone else, obviously. Yeah, but who? I, Wait, I what were the directions? Yeah. So north and east from Amadecia. I think it's it was like Tarvalon. Yeah. Right. I think it's north, east, west. and then west. West is back to Tanchico. Right. From Amadecia. And then you have one going south. Uh, well, there's not much directly um, south, but you got southeast is Ilion. Tears pretty much straight east. Oh, no. It didn't say the direction. It said soon a third pigeon on its way, heading in still another direction. Okay, okay, so that could be East Ilion T or something like that. Well, all, all over, I guess. Yeah. Well, what's an Ilion? Or who's an Ilion? Uh, Ilioners. Sam, Sam, Samuel. Uh, yep. From the Dark Hounds. Uh-huh. Yep. Ilion. So, and who, who else would be looking for the daughter heir? I mean, a lot Everybody. of people would. I mean, Robbie Robin would. Yeah, out of Camelin, but that's it's still in the northeast direction, like towards Tarvalon. Who's the one that's sitting on our throne right now? On... Um, Andor, you mean with mm-hmm. Ravine? Yeah. So yeah. maybe it's going to him. Could be. So yeah. So obviously the the person. So maybe maybe Makura doesn't know about all this, but uh, Makura, whatever, Lady Makura. But obviously, 
all, every note she's been sending out is being sent other places too. So this person's probably not up to good. Yeah. Yeah. But the fact that their location is being put out, not just Tarvalon, but everywhere, might have implications. I mean, maybe. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe, maybe uh, on the payroll for the the Black Aja. That would that would make make sense, especially with the info going back towards the direction of Tanchico as well. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, anything else we missed from this chapter before we kind of go into the final things? No. So did our captors end up being good guys in the end? Or what are we calling them? I, this I'm is going, just a simple yeah. mix-up? Well, Julian was convinced that they were telling the truth. Like, yeah. he said, like, you know, I interrogated enough people. Like, they, yeah, they, yeah. they were telling the truth. Yeah, I think their intentions were good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I, I think they don't know that they're doing evil, bad work. Or, yeah, I'll you know, still... I'll still double down on my disappointment in Jordan and these girls just walking into this situation and then Julian and Tom so easily coming in and saving the day. I think we yeah. s- we still could have gone through a similar storyline, similar progression without without this. Early so early on in their journey, I could have seen this happening. At this point, I think I don't know. It just seemed far fetched for me. Sure. Naive is not that naive anymore, or shouldn't be. And neither should Elaine. No. Yeah. I tend to agree. At five books in that they've, they've seen been some captured shit. enough times. Yeah, they've seen <laughs> some shit. <laughs> they should have a good, healthy level of suspicion at this point. So uh, predictions from these chapters. I mean, there was a lot you guys threw out. Um, some crazy ones, some good ones. Some. Yeah, it's just realistic. I do we think we see one. the tea again for sure. Oh, hopefully, yeah. okay. hopefully, and I need to gather up some of this tea. And I, w- boy, I know it's a stretch, but... Wouldn't be surprised. I'd, I'm curious if this tea also works on male channelers, and if we find okay. that out, I'd well, like. To I think see it that. will work on all people. So, I mean, it's not gender specific. Yeah, I, te- I tend to agree. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Any other predictions you guys want to highlight or point out? Oh, I wonder if they could use it as a way to like take it a little bit. Like you know how uh, channelers can sense other people that can channel. So, like, yeah. maybe they could find a way where they take a little bit of it and they're able to, like, walk through areas where there's other channelers without being identified. You know, like in the zombie oh. movies where you smear yourself with zombie guts and bloods and then walk through the crowd of zombies. Interesting. Hmm. It's interesting. So they could use it like that. I mean, this has That's a lot of potential. Sure. So hopefully Nanine yeah, does grab yeah. something. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so anything else for me to favorite characters? Mm-hmm. Not for me. I'm good. All right. Favorite character? I mean, these are naive heavy, but there's plenty of other characters here. Yeah. So. I do like Julian minding his business when they are bickering yep. at each other. There's <laughs> yep, something yeah. very satisfying about that. <laughs> you say Julian, and I'm going to go with Tom. There's just something something so cool about him busting through that door. Yeah. You know, yeah. Being the man. Exactly. He's one step closer to being on that unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> well, for... From Elaine's perspective, yeah. <laughs> She's all about the Definitely. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all right. So we got Julian as one. Mine and his business. Oh, I was business. saying Tom is mine for sure. Tom. <coughs> Good old Tom. Tom White Knight in a, coming in as a, as a great great knight to save the day. Exactly. If, if I give some credit to Nynaeve, it's her quick thinking when dealing with the White Cloaks. Especially when Elaine almost spoiled it for her or for everybody. Oh, and then sure. she real quick throws Elaine under the bus with a pretty convincing story and all the reactions kind of 
we're we're also convincing. So I'll I'll give Nynaeve a, a close tie there. It's funny because Elaine is just present in these chapters. Like, yeah, we get a little of her insight because she's the first to wake up, and she tries really hard, but she's still just riding Nynaeve's coattail. Like, if I'm doing this, then she must be doing that. If I'm doing this, she must be this far ahead of me. And like, yeah. Have more confidence in yourself, please. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So next time in the Will Reads, we'll be doing three chapters again. Um, just because there are some short chapters, but there's some good ones here. So give you chapter titles. We have the Nine Horse Hitch. Huh. Which is 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 supposed to be a play on words and be funny. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> the, the nine horse itch. I mean horse hitch. So yeah. <laughs> um an old pipe. And that's a that's a Tom and Elaine chapter. (laughs) (laughs) And a small she's the one that got uh, that itch. Yeah, in a small room in Cinda. That could be talking about Elaine too. Oh man! So yeah, (laughs) an old pipe. There's a an old pipe (laughs) making its way into the the small room. Yeah. Right. Oh lordy! Uh, so, horrible. Yep. Send is another word for cinder, which is a word for red, which we know that Elaine's here. I know it's a stretch, but so you probably can't pull much out of these chapter titles too much, besides no. maybe an old pipe. But the other ones are not so much. But yeah. So yeah. Um, anything else you guys want to add before? I got, I got nothing. All guys, right. A great, great hundred episodes. Yeah. Like we appreciate yeah. all those that are still listening and still with us and. Um, for those Very much that are, so. are new and coming in and joining us, we hope you are with us for another easily hundred episodes. Since it took us a hundred episodes to get to book four and a half, uh, are we at four? We're not even at four and a half. We're not, we're not, we're not even at half. Yeah. Here's we're the at question: four and a quarter. How about predictions for personal life? Where we where are we going to be at episode two hundred? Alan, episode two hundred. Where are you going to be? It's almost two like, years from now. Kid, num- kid yeah. number four. Yeah. How many more babies are you popping out? Do you have any hair left? And if, if you have any, no is it all gray? Hair. No more hair. No more. Uh, yeah. Um, no. Yeah. So actually, episode 200 is a good one. So I can pull my spreadsheet and tell you. Oh, my gosh. It's There's spreadsheet. There's spreadsheets. <laughs> no, but so actually, we, we, end, we end a book on episode 200. Oh. Mm, that'll be good. Is that so, okay. Crown of Swords, Lord of Chaos? No, wait. That'll uh, be further. It, Path Winter's of Daggers, heart. Winter's Heart. Yeah. Winter's Heart. That'll be cool. I'm thinking by episode 200, it's good. good chance I'll be married. I was about to say the same thing. You may be married or be planning a wedding. Yeah. And we're still, neither one of us, and we talk about it, neither one of us has said no to more kids. We haven't said absolutely yes mm. yet, but it's still a conversation. So who knows? Ah. We might both be married and expecting our you next to me first. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna end Crazy up there's there's gonna end up being like a full dozen Will Reed's kids. Oh well <laughs> stay Alan tuned for popping about. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah. Well remember I've got four Anyways. and might be inheriting two. So I'm already at mm-hmm. six. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, if you, if, if you have another boy, Pater's a great name, so... You know, I don't think I won't. <laughs> at least for a middle name. Uh, yeah. Oh, that would anyway. be awesome. Anyways, 
so let's go ahead and, and finish this. Thank you guys once again. I know Chris already said it, but make it through 100 is a good milestone. I mean, that's fantastic. Uh, I never thought this would go this long, and uh, I'm to 100 Neither more. Do we. And, and more. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so how we can Giggity. be found. Yeah, how we can be found. Uh, at thewheelreads.com is our website. You can find links to everything there. Our Discord, our merch, all our social media, which is at the Wheel of Reads on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, yeah, everywhere. When so you go Google us, we're at the top. Yeah, if you Google the Wheel of Reads, it shows right up there. So yeah, just find us, follow us everywhere because we do giveaways everywhere too. So definitely make sure to follow us. Uh, and yeah, you can find links to support us as well. Listening to us supports us, but also you can support us in other ways. So just buying our merchandise. If you don't want to wait to try to win it, you can just buy it. Uh, and then also uh, Patreon is the best way of supporting us because, uh, yeah, we love our patrons and we like to give things away to them uh, as far as perks. So think about it. Yeah. And that's all I got for this week, guys. Until next time. Peace. Okay, bye. Woo! Guys, that's 100 episodes down. That's crazy. I hope you enjoyed the show and thank you for listening to The Wheel Reads. See y'all next time.